hi and welcome back to the if i tell you podcast this is the fourth episode of season two we have finished the fright night series and if you've had a chance to check that out that would be so good and i hope you take the time out to listen to those those are really informative and we had some really nice guests but we're gonna move on to a topic that i've wanted to cover for a bit I wanted to kind of ease into it before I started attacking it head on and I've chosen not to do it by myself I have invited Miss Faith Miller to be on the podcast introduce yourself to the people today hi uh, my name is Faith Miller I go to Brandon University uh, I played on the women's soccer team for about three years and I'm currently in my final year of the biomed program. I'm 24. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> it's good to have you here, Faith. Thank you. It's good to Thank be here. Thank you for being here. Thank <laughs> you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> I invited you because you're a Black female athlete. I think that is kind of powerful. Just yeah. to have that, like, a black female athlete, like, all that. Especially wow. in predominantly white area. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed, ma'am. Yes, indeed. But I've always seen female athletes, and immediately I'm like, whoa, they must be so strong, so powerful, so, like, aggressive. Like, you see them, and mm-hmm. you think, whoa, they must be out here fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like when you see them, you kind of have to think that because of how mm. they're presented. But in getting to know you and in talking to you, it's it's not always that. Like, no, <laughs> just, just a regular the biggest, person. Uh, the biggest baby ever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I think like everybody has that like you know that yeah she she plays a sport because I find myself doing it too. Like the girls that play basketball in school, I'm like, whoa, she plays basketball. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so that's such they don't a even common... have to be black like once you're a female and you're playing oh, yeah. a sport everybody's <laughs> like whoa she must square she plays up a sport time. <laughs> right <laughs> but there is a softness I guess that you're robbed of mm-hmm. once you decide to play a sport yeah and unless it's one of those like stereotypically female ones mm-hmm. like ballet or gymnastics or whatever yeah and it's so sad because um, if you play a more aggressive sport, which I do, I play soccer, which is sort of aggressive. Um, it's like I've seen y'all play. <laughs> yeah, we get down, like we get into it. And so mm-hmm. it's like I remember when I first started to play, someone had told me, "It's like, yeah, you, you don't. Um, I don't want you to play soccer because uh, you're going to be a lesbian." And you know, but this was a long time ago. And you know, back then, mm-hmm. lesbianism was connected to like a masculinity. So mm-hmm. it's like. I think that's a, I think it's very easy to misinterpret girls playing sports as, oh, she masculine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if she don't twinkle her toes, she masculine as hell. Mm-hmm. Don't have spirit fingers and scrunchies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. But I think especially for black women, when they, cause, you know, there's already such a hardness associated with being a black woman. You know, it's, I think, even more complex. Yeah. Um, because, and it's, you know, I didn't notice it because when I played soccer in the Bahamas, 
you know, we are black. Everybody so, black. Oh, they're yeah, all of us black. <laughs> like, and when the white girl came to be like, not to be so crass, but that's what it was. When the white girl came into play, it was like, ooh, like she was a different one. But coming into Brandon, I became the different one. And I was like the, the outcast. I wouldn't say I was outcasted, but that's how I felt when I mm-hmm. first came in. Because, you know, everybody is white, long hair, blonde, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I would find that a lot of times girls who were my size were genuinely afraid of me. And I'd be like, you're my size. <laughs> you're actually bigger than I am. So We like, is the we- same. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, yeah, Faith is so huge. And Faith looked like she'll do this. And I'm like, girl, I have never fought a day in my life. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you probably fight more than I do. Uh, so <laughs> I did find that people, especially on the team, were automatically like, ooh, like this girl big. She mm-hmm. black. She mm-hmm. got the locks. She got the long hair. Oh, my it's God. All it's all, all of it. <laughs> all of it it definitely changes that like your hair the way you walk the way you talk all of that changes their perception and you become this pariah this diff- like this walking stereotype and it's yep. so sad of black it's like black female masculinity i don't know how else to say it but that's what it was for me and you're more than that and it's really sad it's really yeah. sad because it does limit I think, in a way, it limits how you're able to express all the range of emotions, you know, because there's oh, already yeah. such a a harshness associated with how you're behaving, your demeanor, mm-hmm. everything. Like, they don't even speak to you and they're already attached yeah. stereotype to how you're going to behave. Yeah. So when you do behave that way, it's like, ah, there she go. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, like, I had situations in which, like, my my patience was definitely tested and mm-hmm. I found that I would act a little bit more docile so that I don't feed into that stereotype. And it, sometimes it, it equaled me being ran over, but I was so afraid to be the stereotype that they wanted me to be or that they thought that I was. And so I was so afraid of that stereotype that I would like be docile, be laid back, like, oh no, I'm not bothered. When really, I am so annoyed. I am like pissed off to the T, but I have to put on this face, like, I am not bothered by what you're saying, This, you know? So I think, like, it definitely is pretty hard because when it's time for me to actually be emotional or when it's time for me to, like, put all my vulnerability on display, it's either seen as, like, depending on the emotion I'm displaying, obviously, it's either seen as, ooh, like, why is she like this? Like, oh, my God, she's doing too much. Or, oh, my God, like, I didn't know that she would be like this, you know? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, it is like a weird limiter. Mm-hmm. You know, you're only allowed to express this much of the emotion lest you be the angry black girl, the crazy yeah. black girl. Like, mm-hmm. And you don't ever want to be that, but sometimes you're angry. Sometimes. I had an altercation in school, and I don't really want to get into who says what, but... You don't have to. It, yeah, it all, it, it all, um, it all ended up me being like very passionate, like not passionate, but like basically standing up for myself because I was disrespected in that moment. And by the time as the story got back to me, like I had people was like, "Oh yeah, she's so crazy. Oh, she's crazy. Oh, she's like, I didn't like, I was so afraid of her." And it's like I'm reacting out of um, pure emotion right now. I'm, I'm irritated. I'm mad. I've been disrespected, and the first thing that you say is, "Oh yeah, she's crazy." 
like mm-hmm. that that to me was like yeah this is definitely why it was like a validation or a confirmation of why I don't do the things that I do because I don't want to be labeled as crazy for reacting in a very reasonable manner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well, I'm sorry you had that experience and it's okay you know it comes with the territory I guess you know like you step into their world a bit and it's like you already know what you have up against you and <clears throat> like I said earlier it's I was the only black girl and I I'm the first and only black girl that has ever been on that team and to top it all off I'm an immigrant so Born it was like <laughs> I, I was in their tor- territory I was in their world and like I think the minute that I stopped playing by their rules, then it shifted to, ooh, she crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So You touched on something that I really did want to discuss. I do not treat it the same as you. And I think in our interactions, you've realized that. Like, yeah. <laughs> being more docile. I, I am smaller. Yeah. <laughs> people are very much not threatened by me. So I am very much allowed to go into the range of being more visibly angry being more upset about things and being more reactionary yeah but there are times that because I don't want I don't want the negative stigmas and the implications of being like crazy Mm -hmm. or being angry to like mess up something that I really do need to get done yeah I have to kind of swallow it and not be upset whereas if someone else were in that situation and we know what i mean by someone (laughs) they could react as openly as they wanted and still be all right Mm -hmm. it's that oh sorry i just wanted to say like that's like i don't know i i never really noticed it i never really paid attention to it but i i see it you know like being there and seeing the way that some girls react or what they say and they get a, like a little chuckle compared to if i feel like if i would say it i would get more of like a okay mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i see it mm-hmm. it's it's an imbalance man it is <laughs> it's definitely there but you you brought it up and i really want to talk about it because it begs the question like who is allowed to be angry mm-hmm. no who is allowed to do that and I think that's a really good question because it's like, who is allowed to be angry, really? I mean, they're allowed to be angry because, like I said, it's their, to- it's their territory. It's, it's, it's like, it's their world. And you step into their world and it's like, you're allowed to be angry, but what they tell you to be angry at. Like, you're allowed mm-hmm. to be angry at things like rape. You're allowed to be angry at things like um, assault. You're allowed to be angry at things like, you know, what is okay to be angry at. But you're definitely if, allowed to be angry at racism, yeah. but you can't protest racism. Exactly. And if you, you can't protest, protest racism, you have to do it the way they tell you you mm-hmm. can protest racism. You have to like you have to fit yourself in this box of what they deem is okay. Mm-hmm. And it translates to some of the friendships that you may have. It translates to some of the interactions and relationships, even with professors and and coaches, everyone. It all translates in a way and it's so I, I don't know if it's, it's, I don't know if it's disheartening or like, I don't know if it's like a, I don't know what exactly it is because I can't put my finger on it, but you definitely do realize it. And sometimes it makes you go like, hmm, like, oh, <laughs> like, this is so sad. But sometimes it's like, dang, like, I really got to go. 
mm-hmm. I gotta go somewhere else. <laughs> I gotta get myself out of this space. It yeah. takes a toll on you emotionally. It's, it does. It's difficult. It's it's definitely like something that you have to learn. If you're a person that, like, I would I wouldn't say confrontational, but if you're gonna stand up for yourself and you're gonna say something or you're combative, you say something every single time somebody has something to say to you. I don't think that that's the environment for you. Like that mm-hmm. is definitely because you would find that you would break relationships whether they're disingenuous or genuine you would break more ties and you would cause more friction than you would actually be just trying to get along so if that's how the person the type of person you are then I don't know but if you're someone that like you could ignore a lot of the background background noise then go for it that's that's for you well I mean ignoring it Ignoring it is kind of harmful in a way, too. Yeah. You know, that's like, how much of this are you going to absorb without mm-hmm. expressing any? I find that. Um, and, you know, now that you say that, I actually do think about it. And sometimes I feel like me not saying something was doing definitely doing more harm than good. Because in that moment, I was looking out for myself. I was like, mm-hmm. I got to make sure like everything's copacetic with me. But when you think about how that interaction could be displayed amongst other people in my situation, you know, black girls playing sports or whatever. And they take that interaction and they carry it with the, with themselves someplace else. It's like, I don't only hurt myself, but I hurt everybody who they, um, who they come in contact with by not, you know, not speaking up and being so docile and quiet. So, and it's sad because the only time I did really say something was somebody made a very ignorant comment. It was so stupid just to say the least, it was so stupid and so dumb that I literally had to look like, what did you just say? <laughs> like, what? But, um, yeah. There's certain that... things you just can't ignore. Yeah. You just can't no, let them pass was, you. It was so stupid. I think this girl, she um, she definitely, I don't know. We'll pray like, for her. Thoughts being... and prayers. <laughs> was, we'll pray Thoughts for and her. prayers. the main reason that I wanted you to be here, aside from just the whole you being a female athlete, being black in that white space, the video that you guys put up, the Bobcats video, I thought it was a really good move, but I think there was so much more to say. Yeah. I... And it's so... It's it's nice that you said that, and it's nice that you noticed that. I think that when hmm, I think that we said what again what we are allowed to say yeah you said what was acceptable in the space and the context but I really wanted you to be here so that you Mm -hmm. can really say what you would like to say (laughs) Mm -hmm. even if you don't have it in your mind now just to express what it is that you would say because this is my platform Mm -hmm. (laughs) on my platform black women get to say what they need to say (laughs) because like i i wrote the entire script that was said i wrote the script Mm -hmm. with the help of one of my friends i wrote the script and it was like my friend she was helping me she was giving me some great ideas and she gave me some things and i was like no 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 no, we can't say that because you know we don't want to cause friction Mm -hmm. but it was like the whole time we were writing that script i was thinking in like, I was trying, like, she was thinking, like, let's go for it. And I was there, like, I got to balance this out because that's still an <laughs> environment that I go with. I, I have to frequent. Like, people got to look at me. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you I, still have to exist in this space. Yeah, but... like, I am still there, ma'am. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just give me a sec. Like, maybe next year I can go like, okay, this is what you didn't do. This is what you didn't do. This is what you didn't do. But and Just but a list I of complaints now. <laughs> yeah. And this, the weird thing is, is that they asked an athlete. And I think from my perspective, it may be a little bit skewed because... Because we are athletes, we may have a different experience than everybody else. I think we'd get a little bit more leeway. Or if we're walking in a jacket or we walk in, in some of the paraphernalia, they may notice us and may treat us a bit differently. Because, you know, it's a small town. Athletes, even though I don't play at U Sports, at the U Sport level, I do play at the MCAC level. But athletes still, you know, you're the heroes of the town. You're the person that putting, you're the people that they are live putting. good. Yeah, you the people that put in this town the on the bar. map. They have no. a good time. There's a lot of times <laughs> that I've just walked up the line and like, I, I had a friend, she's like, yeah, you know, I play on the team. Well, I shouldn't be saying this. But <laughs> it's like, yeah, I play on the team. And you go, you go in and I, we paid. I personally paid. But it's the fact that I skipped a line. So my experience would be very different from, let's say, your experience. Like, so It is a position of privilege, but it yeah. does have... It does. It does have its limits. It does. It's because at the end of the day, even though I'm an athlete, my skin color comes first, mm-hmm. my gender comes second, my uh, my nationality comes third, and then I'm an athlete. That's the intersectionality. Setup. Yeah, yes, that's the ma'am. setup. I'm just not one dimensional for for them. They may be if we're speaking in dimensions. They may be one dimensional, but I'm four D over here. Like there's different <laughs> layers. So. And they had to cut through a lot to reach at that point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, it's a struggle. But, you know, you do what you got to do to get where you got to go. We handle it. Yeah, we you we, you know, what the black women always do. You just put it, just tack it to the game or charge it to the game. Put it on your back and just keep it moving. You don't have any time to, you don't actually have any time to feel like how you want to feel, you know? Man, that's unfair. <laughs> Man, that is unfair. Yeah, you got, uh, you know, I don't know. <sighs> it was, just, I, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't all bad. And I think that some of the girls on my team, they, they were really trying to, they admitted to me how ignorant they were to some things. And I appreciated them for that. Because mm-hmm. we were talking about makeup one day. They wanted me to go out with them. And I was like, I didn't even bring my makeup. They're like, you can just use some of mine. I'm like, girl. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> do you want me you to be go a ghost in casket ready like no <laughs> participating in a white face <laughs> for one night no ma'am uh, I, I had to explain to her she's like I didn't even know that that's what happened and then I explained to somebody else on my team I wanted hair dye and me personally I don't buy hair dye that doesn't have a black girl on the box I don't know if that sounds weird but that's what it is and... I also have that preference dark and lovely <laughs> is my preferred yeah, you know, Brand but Walmart choice. ain't got no dark and lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so I looking for, and the closest I got was to a mixed girl. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess. And mm-hmm. my friend who was with me, she was like, I never even noticed that that was a thing. I was like, yes, it is, my dear. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's hard out here. I want to see how it's going to look on my natural hair. What yeah. will this do for curls and coils? Like, yeah, will but it break okay? my, <laughs> Will I go bald? <laughs> <laughs> All those things that you have to maneuver mm-hmm. and have to, I guess, navigate in being a black woman. It's it's never ending. Yeah, I to- I totally agree with you. It's like it's like you 
you go into like and it's so it's so different because when you're in the Bahamas or you're in a predominantly black country wherever you are girls don't talk about it I'll get home (laughs) (laughs) you have a different interaction you Mm -hmm. do have you some of the same stereotypes but they're a little bit different because you do get that room to say whatever you want to say because at the end of the day I can be angry yeah definitely be angry this because there's somebody else that feels like I do Mm-hmm. yeah you can be in the store mad you waiting in the line too long you can be upset about yeah it and the thing is like you would vocalize it and there's somebody one person like, yeah, on the line like yeah here. <laughs> like she's right but like over there it's a bit different you know mm-hmm. so it's like you it was i definitely i think it was a culture shock because i hear people talk about it but you know you never really could say yeah this is what happens but now that I, yeah, it's definitely like a struggle. It's different. It's di- it's different. I don't know if I want to say struggle because I love being a black woman. Period. But period. Um, <laughs> but I can't period poo per. But I can't deny. <laughs> I can't deny the things that I have. Like I can't deny the bad things and the negative things. I could look at the good things all I want, but at the end of the day when we just playing the comparison game um that side uh, looks nice yeah that side looks free it looks good but then we get the bad things you're like oh i see it wow that's that's a bit harsh (laughs) our side just has too many fences oh yeah but we gotta jump over them anyway jump over jump under go around yep gotta do whatever it takes well this has been an amazing discussion Faith I think we can cut off right here Um, is there anything else that you'd like to close with I said that I really wanted to give you the room to say what you want to say Um, the type of interactions or the type of work that black men do to help us in this situation because we had some black athletes that were given the chance and they was like no I don't want to do it ma'am but I had to be like, I have an episode for them <laughs> I have an episode for them no I think that everything we covered here is what is everything that needs to be said I really enjoyed speaking to you I thought that this discussion is it was very good and I, I'm glad that you that you are putting yourself in this position and having the conversation because I know sometimes like being the person that that quote unquote causes friction and has the hard conversations is hard. Oh girl, <laughs> I am a scotch bride. <laughs> I will rub all the corners. Uh, all of them. I am the friction. <laughs> if anyone's going to disturb it, it's me. Oh so. yeah, you definitely like you definitely doing what you have to do and I applaud that because like not a lot about uh, not a lot of us out here can find the words necessary to voice what we have to say so thank you very much for having this conversation and thank you very much for having me here to be a part of the conversation thank you faith for your kind words i appreciate them you're more than welcome (laughs) okay well if you made it to the end of this podcast again i would like to thank my wonderful guest for being here and sharing her opinion 
And I would like to thank you for being here with us and listening to us talk about the experience and what it's like. You know, not a lot of people do take the time out to hear it. So if you made it to the end, thank you. Thank you.